What is up, everybody? This is DWC episode eight. Yeah, episode eight. And I always fuck up my like episodes. Could be honestly, yeah, it could, could be, be seven. Well, we did no, a preseason it's not seven. Episode, it's episode so... eight. It's yeah, but I kind of that is zero. Okay, episode eight. Um, you can make sure that you guys listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts as well as follow us on our socials on Twitter D- at DWC2022 and at Defense Wins Championships 2022. We will be posting the links for you guys to listen. Uh, we'll be posting the Apple Podcast Leagues and the Spotify Podcast Leagues. And we also post our bets. We do first touchdown scores, uh, typically for the night games. And we also do a parlay for the night games. We're getting close. Uh, we've hit on one bet for the touchdown score. And we've been getting sold on these parlays. It's not like we're, <laughs> like, losing. It's always by fucking, like, one. One one person doesn't do one thing and just cooks it. It always looks good in the first half. And then we just get sold in the second half. But we're going to go ahead and jump into the noteworthy games of the week. The first one being the Browns. At the Colts in a controversial game, a referee smoke job and yeah. a Miles Garrett fucking superstar show, which is crazy because the like his stats and like how good the defense was playing at the stretch, at the end of the stretch, it just does not show in the total score. I mean I feel bad for whoever had a long parlay with the Browns and Colts under because, boy, that shit got smoked. Yeah, that this was a weird game. I had so many ups and downs as a Browns fan through this game. So it started three plays in. I was like, holy shit, we're up 7 nothing. Jerome Ford goes 65, 70 yards. I'm like, oh, we're – I was like, oh, we showed up. We're fine. We're not going to lose this game. And then – the Colts were kind of moving the football, and I was like, okay, I don't like this. But I think we caused a three and out on the first drive, and then we got it back, and Deshaun threw a pick, not two plays later, and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> and it kind of gave the Colts momentum, but, hey, shout out um, Steichen. I had him as my coach of the year. That motherfucker can scheme with the best of them. I'm yeah. shocked. I was um, not expecting that shit. Yeah, it looked like Jonathan Taylor's getting a little more burst back. Um, I mean, shit, they, they gashed our defense. Number one defense, not that weekend, because they looked like shit. They looked disinterested. They were missing tackles. They were confused. I was like, this is not the defense I've seen the first <clears throat> five games that they played. Um, but... I will say the Browns now two weeks in a row have done something I have never seen them do before, and that is win close games, especially back-to-back. I feel like this team is kind of learning how to win, and it's weird to watch because we have P.J. Walker, and it makes me want to gouge my eyes out when we're on offense. Yeah, the um, you guys are charting. Oh, hello, welcome. We are the uh, originators of this. You guys are charting into Steeler win territory where your wins are wins and nobody's happy about them. 
because yeah. everybody cares about <laughs> offense. So if you win by your defense, then the offense comes into question. Uh, it especially is hard to wonder why your $230 million quarterback is not playing again. And we just got the report uh, earlier today that he's not playing against the Seahawks. Um, smart decision. Uh, but for the impatient fans that don't realize that they gave him, what is it, five years? A five-year contract. Four. Four-year four contract. Um, no, that might be I, five. You might be right. Motherfucker doesn't know his own QB. <clears throat> five-year contract. Uh, whatever <laughs> it is, as long as fuck. Um, that this this is in for the long haul. Uh, you guys paid them to be paid him to be the franchise quarterback. So I think you guys are learning from your Baker mistakes on letting him play when he does not need to. As long as you're winning games, uh, and that's the caveat. As long as you're winning games, and uh, it's gonna be ugly, but a dub's a dub. Yeah, I. That's we're at like at this point in the season. We have it kind of lucky in a way that we are four and two, and we can let Deshaun sit. Um, the problem is, I think we brought him back one game too early, as in this game, and I don't think he should have been out there at all. I mean, it doesn't matter what I necessarily see or what even the coaching staff sees. It just did not seem like Deshaun's arm strength was there. He had no zip on the ball whatsoever. I don't know who the fuck let him play. It was probably a combo of upper management and Deshaun being like, yeah, I, I think I need to play this game for whatever fucking reason. But I think it was the wrong choice. And I think I give credit to Stefanski. That motherfucker saw the first two drives and he said, no, you are not <laughs> playing the rest of this game. <laughs> you, are, you are sitting. You're sitting with me. You are sitting with me. And I give all the credit. This win came from Stefanski and Stefanski, Miles, and Dustin Hopkins. Those are the three people that showed up on Sunday. Everyone else can fuck off. Damn, because they Browns were sleepwalking. Showing up, they were sleepwalking. I will say Stefanski. Everyone credits the defense for this game, which is crazy because they allowed thirty-eight points, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Miles himself put up about 14 to 17, depending on how you look at that, because we scored, I think, on the block field goal. Uh, he caused the touchdown himself. And then a sack, fumble, or whatever. But we still had to score 30. We, what, what would it be? Seven, seven from the fumble by Miles. But we still had to score 32 points on offense. Think about that. Like, Stefanski was cooking. On offense, and he has PJ Walker as his goddamn QB. PJ annoys me because it's like horrible, horrible, horrible. And then on third and 10, throws probably the best pass out of any Browns QB this year. Just randomly, third and 10, under pressure, getting hit right in between a corner and a safety to Elijah Moore. I was like, okay, like, why is this happening? But I mean, PJ is doing. Okay, I guess, but he's two and zero as a starter. That's all that matters. And he's going to continue to play. That's all that matters. You know? um, they, I saw they're giving. They're going to let Kareem Hunt be the lead back, especially because Jerome Ford is hurt. 
And then you mm -hmm. guys got rid of Pierre Strong. So if anybody was stashing Kareem Hunt, this might be the time to start him. Um, yeah, P.J. Walker, so it's just, you know, this is just in a quarterback that played in the XFL. Sometimes you're going to get the spectacular, and then other times you're going to be wondering what the hell that throw was. Um, he's doing for given his circumstances. I think he's, I mean, he's 2 and out. So something's working. Um, this was a, uh, and to be fair, that game plan that we had was for Deshaun, not PJ. So yeah. he stepped into a bad situation anyway. But yeah, I mean, shut up. Shut up, PJ. I mean, uh, we talked about this. We talked yeah. about the Colts were probably going to beat the Browns because that's <laughs> the Browns thing to do. But I'm just shocked that somehow the Browns found a way to win this game because. In my entire lifetime, they never would have. I texted my dad in the third quarter. I was like, we're losing this game. No doubt in my mind. It just yeah. felt like it. In my bones, this team has just broken me down. After was, the uh, after that Michael Pittman touchdown, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, these motherfuckers are losing because I don't know how they let that shit happen. Missed tackling. Yeah. I'm just – it was a piss-poor effort from our secondary in that game. The reason why it's noteworthy is because the ending of the game. Um, yes. Two flags. Uh, we agree with the first one. I wouldn't have called it illegal contact. Uh, I would call it defensive holding. Uh, but even even then, it didn't really. I mean, the dude was falling. It didn't really stop Amari from getting fucking open. Like, Amari is still open on the side. That still could have been a, a catch and touchdown anyway. But everybody's talking about the. Pass interference. Horrible call. That's that a terrible a call. Um, even the Browns fan is saying that. I mean, it's it's tough when those calls, like, you know, that's a terrible call. And, he, you know, he was the first one to say when we were watching, he's like, bro, that shit was ass. Um, but it's tough when those things, like, benefit you because, you know, I'm still, I'd still be glad that we got the call because... In that in that instance, then you fucking needed it, but hundred percent. Like I'm never gonna apologize for winning. <laughs> but, uh, but that definitely was not a catchable ball. It said they're expecting like for a non-catchable it has to be in the stands. I was like, bro, that damn near was in the fucking stands. Um, if it was if the if the the stands like the bleachers were lower height wise, I would have been right in the fucking stands. Um, and though, even though. Even though I put the motherfuckers on like the three yard line, it still took them four fucking plays to get into the fucking end zone. I will say a lot of people are shitting on Stefanski for those four plays, but at the same time, they all made sense if you really look at what was happening. It's just botched on the tight end screen. I thought the tight end screen was going to work, and then well, that was that was it. So the first play. Yeah, so the first play, Njoku gets it knocked out of his hand. Good play by the DB. Second play, free to the end zone. Absolutely free. They do the tight end uh, little screen play. And P.J. Walker fucking smokes it. He throws it as hard as he can at Njoku, and it hits him right in the face mask. But if he catches that, if P.J. just lightly throws it to him, he's walking into the end zone. So we're not even having this conversation. Um, third play, what was it? PJ threw it out of the end zone. Yeah. And then on the last play, which made sense because we had no timeouts, we couldn't run it on the first two downs. If we didn't get in, people would just lay on you, 
cut the time shorter. Um, but the last play of the game, apparently Kareem Hunt was itching to get the ball. And Stefanski said he would run it on the last play if they didn't get the first three. I mean, at some point, how I see it, at some point, you just got to man up and say, are we better? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, quit being pussies. Like, are we better? If you get stuffed on fourth and one on the goal line, you just weren't better that day. You know what I mean? So I'm glad that's how we ended up winning it because it showed that I think we fucking won that play. We won the game. So big win, four and two. PJ Walker. Nasty work. Nasty fucking work, but I'm, I'm here for it. And I'm going to get into this later, but the Bengals better watch out. I'm going to get into this later. <laughs> Um, let's go to the next game. The Bills at the Patriots. The Patriots stunned the Bills at home 29 to 25. How do we feel about your boy Mac Jones here on the comeback drive? Oh man. Mac Jones, hey, brother. I mean, they're still gonna draft a quarterback, but I think Mac Jones is doing well making sure that he can find a job once the Patriots let go of him or um, maybe like a trade partner. But fucking the biggest thing to me about this game is fucking J.C. Jackson hit, hit a sweep. Uh, this man left and went to the Chargers for the bag. Yep. Came back, and he's been balling out since. <laughs> Last three games he's played with the or the last couple games he played the Patriots have been fucking balling out. So I guess then I guess him and him and Belichick did the ookie doke and got they shit back and Patriots Patriots are looking nice. But this isn't like a like yeah, I would have been surprised on the outcome. But man, the the Bills just can't find a way to just beat the Patriots back to like twice in a season. I always lose one. I mean, the Bills just talk about inopportune times to turn the football over. Like I swear, every game they lose, Josh Allen's throwing a fucking ball. It gets picked. There's a fumble late in the game. This team just. They just cannot get it together, and I don't know what it is. I mean, do you think – you know how we talked about all last year how the Bills need to make their offense more um, versatile and not only using Josh Allen, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think they've done that at all this year? Because I thought they did the first three weeks. Yeah, it was, it was surprising seeing that, um, seeing them actually use James Cook. But now, now he's only getting like 13 carries yeah, now, like now per game back into the abyss, and they're doing the same dumb shit that's gonna cost cost them to lose games that they shouldn't. Like Josh Allen is now throwing it 40 plus times a game, and still running it five to ten times a game. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like it's one thing to be like. All right, we're going to revolve our whole offense around you. Which, in a sense, it's kind of like the Eagles, where Jalen Hurts is always kind of in command with the mm-hmm. ball. 
But the Eagles also, like, what Sirianni does, well, he didn't do it in the Jets game, but a lot of the times you'll see with him that he'll, if the pass game isn't working, he'll just be like, fuck it, we're going to lean on the run. You know what I mean? Yeah. He didn't do that in the Jets game for whatever reason, but typically Sirianni has moved on and been able to, like, lean on something else other than Jalen Hurts. But the Bills just don't have that. Like, if you can stop them from moving the football through the air, they really just don't have anything they can look to or lean on. And, I mean, who else is going to find a way to stop that besides Bill Belichick? Especially getting J.C. Jackson back. (laughs) Yeah, if um, the one thing Belichick can do, if you have a QB that is a gambler or tends to turn the ball over, he would be able to sniff that out and scheme the hell out of you. And I think it's, I don't think it's too hard to do that against Josh Allen because sometimes he just plays like a fucking moron. Interesting. Mac Jones led a game winning drive. He's a go, bro. It's just, can we put, put some respect on him. I'm about to say, can we put some respect on Kendrick Bourne? That man is a hooper. Yeah, that's they have a uh, they have a great uh, chemistry. Like he, Kendrick Bourne silently just gets his, and nobody cares because the it's the fucking Patriots. Such an interesting game. It was really. It was just. I mean, I don't even know. Like. The Bills are just the weirdest team in football. They beat the Dolphins by like 40, but then they can't even beat the Patriots, who have, what, the 29th best offense in football? Yeah. Mac Jones is like the 30th ranked QB. This, this, is, this is why, like, this, this game is why I love the NFL. You just never fucking know. Ever. Week-to-week league every single time. Like, no one thought Minshew was going to score 39 on the Browns' defense. Well, he no. fucking did it, and he had 300 yards. It's not like it's not like they had 300 rushing yards. No, Minshew had 300 passing yards and, like, four touchdowns. And then Mac Jones has his best game of the season against the Bills. I will say the Bills' defense is slowly declining. They keep getting injured. More and more every single week. I don't know how. Like, their luck has been horrible this year. But, I mean, kudos to Mac Jones. Got the dub. Yeah, I mean, in the long... It's... it's. I imagine this is going to, like... If the bad teams keep losing and the Patriots keep losing, this could be one of them to fuck up the seeding on where they draft. Uh, just a meaningless game. But it is also always nice to... Beat your rival. Um, and I, like I said, the Patriots always get one on the Bills. The Bills cannot figure out how to beat bad teams when they're bad or when they're down bad. They just always play their competition. Bills are just a confusing fucking team, bro. They get up for the big games. Is this two losses in a row? No, 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 no. no. So they beat, they lost to the Jaguars, then beat the Giants, mm-hmm. and then lost to the New England. Man, what a weird, weird team that is. They're, they're weird, bro. I'm glad I'm not a Bills fan. All right, let's move on to my 
favorite game of the week. <laughs> the agenda game. Agenda game. Lions <laughs> at the Ravens. The Ravens won 38-6, and this game was over at halftime. Maybe over in the second quarter, depending on how you look at it. Yeah, the only person that got there was fucking Jameer Gibbs. Just quietly just had like a 30-point fantasy game. Um, check down God. Um, yeah. So it's just, you know, listeners here and everybody knows I have a Lions agenda. I think they're going to be a good team. I have them as a top 10 team. Winning their division, which I still think they will win their division. Oh, no, we might be we might be putting money on the Vikings. Uh, yeah, oh, we're in the Vikings now. Some some one uh, one half of us was an idiot and put the fucking Packers, but you know it is what it is. Yeah, anyway, but I put I put the Vikings second. Lions ended up third, bro. I put the Lions third in the division, which is not going to happen. You're at this point. No, no, I I just said it's not going to happen. They started out too fast. I overestimated what Jordan Love would be. That was a bad take. He's bad. The Packers are bad. They're actually one of the worst teams in the league. I can't wait till we actually do the rankings next week because the movement is going to be a little bit wild, I feel like, after these last four weeks. Yeah. But, yeah. <clears throat> it's been back-to-back power rankings, just wild movement. But, yeah, I mean, this game was completely dominated. And the American Diabetes Association has been here for more than 80 years. What we don't what the fuck was that? <laughs> there was an ad that was playing through my screen. Uh, so I was like, bro, did I did I just get fucking doxxed? DDoxed? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, the thing that people were talking about, the Lions being so good week in, week out, they're so good, they're doing what they have to against bad teams, which I agree. They did what they had to do against bad teams. This is only the third, I want to say third playoff team, but the Seahawks to me are a little underwhelming. So they beat the Chiefs week one without two of their three best players. Congrats. That was a good win. I'm giving them that win because it was against Pat Mahomes. Um, And it was at the Chiefs. That was a good win. Valid win. Then they lose to the Seahawks at home, allowing like, what was it, 37 points, 34 points or something? Mm -hmm. Which, if you've watched the Seahawks offense the last three to four weeks, they are not very good. Their offense is not high-powered whatsoever. And then the Lions play like a three-game stretch of just butt in between. And they dominate. The defense dominates. Everyone's talking about Aiden Hutchinson. And then they play their third good team on the schedule and they get absolutely twerked on the entire game like it wasn't even close at all like first quarter 14 nothing second quarter 28 nothing and that defense that was apparently so good even though they played nobody allowed 38 points and over 500 yards of offense i think this game was more about what the ravens can be than what the lions are because to me, the Lions are still just middle of the pack. That's what they're going to be until they prove to me that they can beat one of the better teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, truly, like the Lions are better this year. No doubt. They're five and two. You have to beat the bad teams to get anywhere where you want to be. They're number one in the division. But 
there's always those teams that can win a division because you're in the worst division in football, and then you just get absolutely smoked in the playoffs or beat by a wild card team. You just never know. Yeah, this was not a good showing by the fucking Lions. Um, I don't know if they just woke up on one side bed or, you know, I don't know what the fuck happened to them, but that shit was bad from all phases from the first, second, third, and fourth quarter. There was just nothing, nothing good about that damn game. Um, Lamar, Lamar did his thing. Lamar putting up the stats, flexed on him. He, he was insane. He absolutely tore up this fucking Lions defense. Um, it was just on all phases that the Ravens smoked the Lions. Um, it was, I think it's good for the Lions to get fucking smacked so they can just lock it in. Um, hopefully they'll be able to bounce back. But Ravens, I mean, we picked them to win our division. And they're doing a very strong showing to show that they're a top three team in the AFC um, and like a top five, six team in the NFL as a whole. Um, yeah, this was their first like very good win, I would say. Yeah, they fucking, they fucking smacked them. Bro. That shit was nasty. I was, I mean, I'm not a Ravens fan whatsoever, but. The problem with this is I think they're really, really good this year, and it's not just their offense. Their defense is one of the best in the league. Mm -hmm. And that is fucking scary, being a Browns fan. They're I'm sure all, you feel the same way. As they're a all fan. dialed in, bro. Yeah, th this looks like the best Ravens team we've seen in the past five years, I would say. We, uh, we, got, we got our dub out early. Like, if Lamar continues to play like this, Watch the fuck out. He missed six passes. He had 350 <laughs> yards and three touchdowns. This is nasty work with no receivers. <laughs> yeah. A lot. There's a lot. There's APBs out on a lot of the receivers. Zay Flowers is the only, I think, consistent one. But even, even he be smoking them sometimes. They can just never seem to get it like, like just a breakout. Just consistent no, wide yeah. receiver. Man, I really thought Rashad Bateman would be something. Same, same. I thought he was going to hoop. Yeah, like I said, I don't really think this has much to say about the Lions. I think they're still a good team, but I don't think they're a great team. Never have. But I think the Ravens are now up in the category of, all right, this is a Super Bowl contender team. And everyone's going to have to bring their best every time they play them. Uh, let's move on to the Dolphins at the Eagles. Another controversial game, I'll say, when the Eagles ended up with zero penalties on the game. The Eagles won 31-17 to at home. And honestly, it really felt like an Eagles win early. Did it not? Yeah, they were... Um... They were they, they just shot out. Okay, get this right. And you get my free to... ticket to... <laughs> Why does it keep doing that? Right, just <laughs> motherfucker getting hats. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Eagles were able to get out early and 
smack people in the mouth. Um, it was very controversial how there were no fucking calls on the. Usually, you don't get you usually don't get out of the game with zero. Usually, it's always a holding or a false start or something. Um, yeah, and the Eagles. This this is just an Eagles game. Been on all facets, were able to throw, run when needed. Um, obviously, the emphasis on everybody just talks about the tush push. Um, but I think that the Eagles team is a well-rounded team. Um, sometimes they like to fucking troll, and other times when they're all like locked in and dialed in, they're able to execute on all phases. Um, it was first first Julio game. Uh, Julio did all right for a old ass fucking wide receiver. Um, but yeah, Jalen Hurts was starting with AJ and. It was a good game. Um, the Dolphins were keeping up in the beginning, and then it just got out of hand at the end. Um, the Eagles and their pass rush, just that front four is just fucking nasty. And if you can't get the ball out to – if you can't run, which I already knew, for all the people that did, like, most or any time or, like, most or – parlays blah 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 like i knew that i knew the running the running aspect of yards was going to be tough maybe you get a touchdown if they're able to get close to the end zone but just just pure just running like for like just pop outs it was just it's tough it's tough to get by you're always getting touched coming in through um your your offensive lineman so, yeah the the Eagles just the Eagles just snuffed out any kind of Dolphins advantage or any kind of Dolphins comeback. It's that so hats off to the Eagles. Your fucking roster's insane, and I hate you for it. And they're still <laughs> they're still making moves, bro. Yeah, we'll talk about that later on. I think um, to me, this game was just like I don't know. I I really think the turning point in the game was the Tyreek drop. When yeah, it was he was gonna walk into the end zone. Um, I think the game would have been a little bit different. Also, the Tua fade away to Mostert on the wheel route. Ah, uh, I don't know why he faded away. That's our part. He didn't need to. Um, he was open for a split second. Either way, I think Jalen Waddle ran the wrong route because he was right yeah. in the same spot as that wheel route. So I think it just didn't work out how it was supposed to in the beginning. I don't know. I mean, the two big things for me is this was the best team the Dolphins have faced so far. It's also the best front four they've faced. And the run game that the Dolphins are able to lean on was not working at all. Basically shut down completely by the Eagles. Maybe they went away from it too early. I don't know. But it didn't look like they were getting anywhere with it. No. Um, what was I going to say? The Dolphins, I mean... Is this is this game alarming? Considering they haven't beat a good team yet, just like the Lions. It's just kind of just like the Lions. Yeah, the Lions and Dolphins are kind of similar in the fact that they have two of the best offenses in football. Defenses are overinflated. Um, you could say the Dolphins' defense is probably worse. Yeah, for sure. Um, they are missing some pieces. They didn't have both their starting starting corners, but I mean, is this? Dangerous territory 
we're talking about Miami beats up on the worst teams in football and they can't score on the best teams. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I would say that these teams in the in both of the lines on the Dolphins and the games that they played, uh, they won't ever meet these people in clutch times uh, until a Super Bowl or anything like that. Uh, but it is it is tough to see when you will be playing the good teams in the AFC uh, in the playoffs that this is the tape that they're going to hone in and focus on. I'm like, why did the Lions get fucking 38 hung on them and they weren't able to come back or weren't able to match any of the points? Or why were the Dolphins just snuffed out? Like, there's obviously holes in every team, but a good team is able to match that with other um, stars and other players. And just the Dolphins, if you have a good pass rush and a good defense, I think there's an opportunity to snuff the Dolphins out if you're able to get to Tua and make him hurry up, Um, which, like, the Chiefs, um, Steelers, Browns, as long as – well, the Steelers, as long as as you can get – because there's no – there's no – even if you double him scheme, I I personally don't think there's any way that you can fucking guard Tyreek Hill. It's all about him making his own mistakes and the benefit of you. Like when he dropped that pass for an easy touchdown. Um, but the, it is a little concerning. But I think that both of these teams, the good thing about this is both of these teams have coaches that can get their boys locked in and dialed in. Um, so I think they will be fine in the end. Uh, I mean, it's, it's better to lose now than to fucking lose late. It is better to lose now, but in saying that, I'm looking at their schedule, and they don't really play anybody for the next seven games besides the Chiefs two weeks from now, which they're probably going to lose. But to end the year, their last three games, they play the Cowboys, at the Ravens, and then the Bills. Those are the three worst times to lose in the season when playoff seeding is happening. Um. But yeah, I don't, I don't know about uh, Tyree. Got ha, he missed practice today with a hip injury. That's concerning. If they don't have Tyreek, what is their offense going to look like? I don't think we've seen it without him yet. No, correct. No, we only saw like a couple drives when he did like get that cramp in his thigh, but they were already winning the game anyway. Yeah, so I mean, it's getting a little scary. For the Dolphins. We'll see how they do. Like I said, they don't really play anybody until the last three games of the year. They play the Chiefs and then really no one else. But I could see them this week losing to the fucking Patriots. Ain't no fucking way, bro. I mean, Tua is undefeated against Bill Belichick, so. Which is weird. (laughs) That is such a weird stat. He is probably the only QB ever. Probably. Yeah. So that has played enough games to qualify. So at least the Dolphins have that. Looking forward to that into the next week. <laughs> All right, let's go to the 49ers at the Vikings. The Vikings stunned them at home 22 to 17 without Justin Jefferson. How concerned are we from a scale of one to five on the 49ers no right jettas. now? Um, they well, just lost to a QB list Browns. And a 
two and four Vikings team back to back. Yeah, I'd be less concerned if um, they didn't lose to the fucking Browns, bro. That, that yeah, was, yeah, I'm that with was you. the killer. That was yeah. the killer. Um, and it doesn't get any easier. They play the Bengals this week. Yeah. Are we talking about three straight losses? I don't think the 49ers lose three straight times. That's what and I was watching. And the Jaguars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't get it doesn't get easy. Um I was watching the game with my dad and my dad was tweaking out. He's like the 49ers aren't gonna lose three in a row. Like I think they're gonna be super pissed and take it out on the Bengals. Um the 49ers quietly have been getting cooked on the back end. Pause. Um Jordan Addison had a great fucking game. And CJ Hawkinson also had a great game in the intermediate, in the me- medium passes and getting the checkdowns. 11 receptions is wild for a tight end. I know. Kirk loves him. Um, they're also able to get a decent run game going where you'd have to respect the run, um, which is which is odd against the, like the 49ers defense of what we know. Um, I know Reed will also comment on this and we'll jump at the bit but uh nick bosa has has been and i need apb out <laughs> man man got paid and got ch- instead of chilling <laughs> he checked out he checked out bro he got paid he's like deshaun watson Just checked checked out. Out. <laughs> i got my money generational wealth i'm good man's doing skims commercials when they need him yeah um Hey, go get your bag, though, man. I don't hate on anybody to get their bag, but I need, if you're going to get paid that much, I need you to produce. Um, I have no, I, I do not tolerate motherfuckers that just chill if they got the bag. Um, but yeah, Kirk Cousins, primetime Kirk, finally getting some dubs, um, breaking some curses, breaking some molds. He's a he, demon. He was, he was, he was elite. He was ecstatic. It was nice to see it. Kirk, a lot of people, um, it's it's very Kirk's toughness is very underrated. I've seen him sit in the pocket and take hits while dropping the ball in dimes is crazy. Coming from like an older an older quarterback, he's able to pop up and be able to rally his team and get the dub. Um, we did see zoomed in footage of Brock Purdy's. Head getting absolutely walloped, um, and after they're saying like after that play, uh, his his stats were just fucking awful. Like QBR through two picks, like it was bad. So he suffered that in the in the beginning of the game. Um, so so, you, so do you think he legitimately has a concussion, and that's why uh, he played dude, bad? Think- I think he was. I think he was fucking cooked. He was kind of just throwing into space. I yeah the the I the first interception, whatever. That second interception, I don't know where the like, <laughs> there was nobody there. So uh, I think it could have had an effect on like the quick time, like a quick decision making, um, in like checking extra reads. Um. So I yeah I mean. 
it's tough and like you know you want to stay out there for your boys and play for your team but bro like you're just only hurting your team especially with the interceptions um i think if they if i think if he was fine it could have maybe been a different story i don't know if they still would have won just the vikings were playing under their mind brian flores finally got this team like locked in on the defensive end they've been playing um, pretty well on the defensive end the last couple games um given what it was going to take time we knew that yeah given their roster uh this is he's he's doing really good um so shout out shout out the shout out the vikings uh 49ers you got to have the lock in nfc is only tougher um you're going to you're going to be in dog fights and hopefully your QB's fine. Uh, I know he's in concussion protocol right now, but hopefully he's fine. Last thing you want is injuries to your top players. This win from the Vikings was huge. Let me tell you how huge it was. One, you're back in the division race because the Lions lost this week, so you're only two games behind right now. This schedule leading up, to when they play the Lions next. And guess what? They still have the Lions to play twice. So there is no tie right now in the division when it comes to tiebreakers. The next stretch of the Vikings is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. They just went through the hardest stretch they had. They played the Eagles. They played the Chiefs. They played the 49ers. They played the Chargers. Well, guess what? That all ended after they beat the 49ers. They play at the Packers next, then at the Falcons, first the Saints, at the Broncos, versus the Bears, at the Raiders, in the next six games, okay? So you win, say you win the Packers-Falcons game, guess who's back for that Saints game? Justin Jefferson's back. I may be missing a week, he could be back for that Broncos game, and that'll be real ugly. Yeah, especially if they trade all their people. Yeah. So imagine the Vikings go on a little run here, which I doubt they'll win all these games, but they could very well be 9-4 and four going into the Bengals game, which, whatever, they drop the Bengals game 9-5, and five, and then they play the Lions-Packers-Lions three straight weeks in a row. I'm, I'm seriously considering here, with the schedule laid out in front of them, that we could be seeing the last three weeks of the season for the Vikings and Lions being the biggest games of their season. And I'm talking about some flex material here. <laughs> We're flexing one of these games to the late, late slot. Um, but yeah, the way Kirk Cousins is playing right now, if that defense gets it together, they will be fine. Yeah. They will be completely fine. The man is playing at an MVP level at the QB position. He has weapons even without Justin Jefferson. Jordan Addison's catching on. TJ Hawkinson's one of the best pass catchers in the league. Once Justin Jefferson comes back in two to three weeks, it's going to be scary. Maybe not, because I'm still not sold on uh, O'Connell. But I still think this team is very good. I think you and I have both agreed that this team is not what their record actually is. Mm -hmm. They've lost, what, four close games? Yeah. The luck doesn't swing your way sometimes. It is what it is, but they've won back-to-back -back games now, and let's see if they can go on a run. Um, as for the 49ers, these are two bad losses. 
I'm just going to put it out there. It's two bad losses. <laughs> um, they shouldn't have lost to the Browns. They definitely shouldn't have lost to the Vikings. Maybe the Vikings more than the Browns, but at the same time, I just don't, I just don't see it. Was the Cowboys their Super Bowl? <laughs> oh Lord, Cowboys the Super Bowl. Because you know, you know how it was. It was like the Cowboys were talking mad shit about the 49ers. 49ers were kind of quiet all week, and then after that, after they whooped their ass, they started talking mad shit. Right, mm-hmm. top of the world, 49ers best team in football. And then they were sleepwalking at the Browns, got caught. And then this game, I know they were without Trent Williams and Debo. They just still look lackluster. Like, their offense does not look... The thing that is most striking to me about the 49ers this year is their O-line has been so inconsistent compared to what we're used to seeing there. Now, last week against the Vikings was their worst O-line performance, in my opinion. Well, no, it wasn't, actually. Well, Well, they didn't have Trent. Yeah, they didn't have Trent. So, I mean... Yeah, it probably was their worst. Second worst was the Browns. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the inconsistencies there, they really haven't been able to run in between the tackles. Yeah. Which is a staple for a Shanahan offense. Like, yeah. He can scheme the run with the best of them. That's what Mike McDaniel and um, all those coaches fucking learn from is Shanahan scheming the run. But, I don't know. They, I don't think there's cause for concern yet no yet but we'll talk about when they play the Bengals this week here soon enough so that was our noteworthy games of the week do you want to move on to the headlines now yeah let's go ahead and get into some headlines Uh, just some injuries and some questionable um occurrences that happened and some the nfl this man is Still playing like it's 2009 in the NFL. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get into Kevin Byard. was traded to the Eagles. Um, the Titans just appear to make sure they get their players good and well. It's like a chicken farm, bro. They get their players good, fed well, hoop on the screen, and then they so, just trade them to the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah, so, man. <sighs> I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> One. I know Vrabel was sitting there mad as fuck today. Yeah. That man was mad as hell because A.J. Brown should have never been traded in the first place. That man is worth paying whatever the fuck he wants. Secondly, Kevin Byard's been like the the best um, coverage safety in the league the last like three years. Mm -hmm. All pro. I get it. Do you really want to pay an all pro safety? Well, I fucking do. Yeah. Um, there's a few people I would have kept on the Titans, even with a fire sale. It would have been fucking Kevin Byard, Jeffrey Simmons, AJ Brown. Those three, yeah, untouchable, unless untouchable on my roster. Everyone else, giving me a crazy deal, bro. Yeah, like everyone else, let's figure it out. But I just I don't see the vision from the Titans. They didn't get really anything back from him, so. I don't know. That GM is not cooking over there. Yeah, they're getting fleeced. <laughs> yeah, that that is. I'm also. I feel the same way. Um, Eagles just got better. This is exactly what they needed. They need someone to shore up the back end because it has been sweet over there. Um, 
that, you know, the Titans, I get, you know, having a fire sale, wanting to get draft picks and wanting to get capital and the money, but, like, you weren't bringing in a lot of prospects anyway that wanted to go to Tennessee. Um, I mean, you got D-Hop, but even, I mean, D-Hop, I don't think he, he wants might be to gone too. Team. Yeah, I don't think he wants to be on the team. So I don't know what's going on. Um, but the only one I see still just untouchable is Jeffrey Simmons. Um, but if you trade these people away and you don't get anything good coming back and don't get any kind of elite or like larger draft capital, that is a fireable offense. You're trading away pros, all pros, elite players. And you're, it's not showing of what you're getting back. So I think the GM definitely can be in hot water if these don't pan out uh, from your fire cell. Yeah. Ultimately, I think Tannehill's been the biggest issue there. They paid him too much money to begin with. Yeah. And they couldn't keep key players. Like, last year, why didn't what, – what did David Long get, play, get paid by the Dolphins? Like $5 million? Probably. You're telling me the cheat or the Titans couldn't keep him, like at all. It makes no sense to me. Like they let David Long go in free agency because they wouldn't pay him five million. I don't understand this franchise, and it has to be because of Tannehill's contract. Yeah. That's literally the only thing I can think of. Um, yeah, three years, seventy-seven million was fucking nasty. Yeah, it's like, um. Well, in terms of the GM, when you trade A.J. Brown, you get a first-round pick, and you pick Traylon Burks, who has not panned out. He can't even stay healthy. That does not look good at all. Um, and now he just traded away Kevin Byard, another All-Pro. We'll see what he does with the draft picks. I, I agree. He's in some hot water. I think Rabel's pretty much fed up with it. Who knows? Rabel might just leave. He might just bounce and say, fuck this team. <laughs> I would too, bro. It doesn't seem like they're doing anything in in favor of getting more wins or being able to be a sustainable franchise. Uh, this is leaning towards poverty. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't understand. All right, let's go to the Bijan controversy. So, apparently before the game, Bijan Robinson had a headache. And he told Arthur Smith, and Arthur Smith said, all right, we're going to keep you on a snap count and barely fucking play you. So they didn't report it to the injury report, which is technically illegal in the NFL. Mm -hmm. You have to report injuries and illnesses, no matter what, to the injury report so you can't get a competitive advantage on people. Um, so now the NFL is investigating why the Falcons, or they reached out to the Falcons. I wouldn't say investigation, per se. But they reached out to the Falcons on why they didn't report that Bijan was sick, I guess. How does that make you feel? <laughs> With your bets going through. Yeah. I'm pretty sure 95% um, of people were betting on his over and receiving yards because he's hit it every single game. Yeah. It's, it's difficult with. Uh, I pissed off a lot of people fantasy wise and betting wise because Bijan is such an amazing prospect already that not only are you betting on rushing yards and touchdowns, you're also betting on receptions and receiving yards. Um, not a lot of people just do 
single lay bets with that kind of stuff so it's a lot of parlay stuff um and you just it just sucks getting your parlay smoked you know first game 1 p.m um because you're not seeing Bijan out there um like you said this is just a disservice to everybody and i know not a lot of um people on football teams and coaches and players and whatnot they don't care about your fantasy or um your betting um i forget someone did oh stefan stefan had me weak when he tweeted like damn i actually do kind of feel bad smoking y'all shit my bad <laughs> but a lot of them they always are very vocal about they don't give a fuck and that's understandable but just not reporting anything is just ass and you're not helping anybody out with that um yeah you're helping the defense out because they don't have to worry about Bijan. but um the difference in that is like if you're not gonna play him that's fine you know if you sit him out whatever i don't care um but to put him back in in the clutch like moments like you're worried about this man and his headache but you're putting him out there clutch moments run play against grown-ass men getting smacked around, getting hit in the head, getting thrown down, hitting your head on the turf. Like, if it, it just doesn't make sense. Um, I know the NFL is going to do an investigation on it. Um, I don't really know if anything's going to turn out. Um, I know uh, Arthur Smith is already condemning it, which, I mean, it is that is what you're supposed to do, but um, it would be interesting to see if anything actually gets, like, found or any results come back that are like crazy but i think they're just gonna forget about this and they're gonna play Bijan. they're just about to play him hella now next week they do the same thing and i'm you know then it's like what the fuck are y'all doing he's already been too limited you know you drafted this man six overall and he's like not getting an insane workload over Al Jair, which I mean, I get it because Al Jair kind of just popped out of nowhere, but still, like, come on, this is Bijan's town. Uh, it's not like you have an elite quarterback, so you need to lean on Bijan. Yeah, Bijan fan. So, put the talent out there. Pissed everybody off. Yeah, just a weird situation. I don't think there's really anything behind it. I just think Arthur Smith is kind of an idiot, but here we are. We've been talking about this for weeks. Um, all right. Concussion protocol for Brock Purdy. We talked about it a little bit on the hit he had on a QB sneak, right? It was a QB sneak. Yes. Um, but the 49ers do not have it easy this week, and it looks like Sam Darnold is probably going to start against the Bengals this week. And um, I, I wouldn't say a must win for the 49ers, but – Dropping three straight games is never a good thing in the NFL. No, it is a must win for the Bengals, so they're definitely going to pull out all the stops. It is a lot easier um, now that you're playing Sam Darnold over Brock Purdy. Um, yeah, we talked about it earlier with the hit uh, for everybody. Hasn't seen a hit, just look it up on Twitter. Uh, he just, like, jumps over the line and... Somebody, I don't know who hit him, but somebody came across and just smacked helmets. And it just, nobody, like, we never even saw it or would have seen it um, to be able to look down. But usually what's weird is because the 
like the people that worry about like that do that construction stuff they always look at the play so i'm surprised nobody found anything when they're looking at that shit but yeah that kind of just cooked brock purdy after that hit so he's in protocol um he did get in protocol late in the game or like late in the week so um it's probably going to be trending for sam donald to start but i think brock purdy will be fine yeah, he'll be fine. I saw something where if Sam Darnold wins and plays twenty five percent of the snaps this game, he gets like a three hundred dollar or three hundred thousand dollar incentive. Crazy. I was like, God damn! So he's gonna be trying to hoop. I'm here for it. Yeah, just yeah, just a weird situation. Not ideal timing for the 49ers. So I thought that was interesting. And then the last headline we have is Kareem Jackson, the safety for the Broncos known as a hard hitter, has been suspended for four games after clocking Luke Musgrave in the game on Sunday. I honestly think the suspension's bullshit. (laughs) I got nothing else to say on that matter. I think specifically that hit, he smoked his ass with his shoulder and it was a clean hit. I don't know what else you want him to do, just let him catch the ball. Yeah, we're just making it harder on defense. it's a lot of, especially with DBs, it's a lot of just reaction time. Nobody, like, thinks, oh, um, I'm going to, I, during this tackle, I'm going to make sure that I watch out for his head and neck area and make sure to watch out for mine. It's all about reaction, especially split-second reactions to try to get the ball out or try to save it, uh, attack, try to get a tackle to save the game. Like, it's no nobody, <clears throat> nobody truly tends to, smoke someone in the head or neck area use their head to hit somebody it's just all in reaction times um you can learn all the training you can but once that like split second happens um you never know what's going to happen um i also don't think i mean you hit him to shoulder led to shoulder i don't think it was a crazy hit um it's just it's always going to look like that in real game time um because the dude's in the air catching the ball but like Reed said, what what else are you supposed to do? Let him catch it and get the yards, and hopefully when it comes down, you can knock the ball out of his hand. By that time, he's already secured it. So uh, just making it harder on the DBs and the defense, um, which it's an offensive game, so I already knew that was going to happen. Um, but he it's just because of his track record this year. He's had a lot of hard hits, a lot of flags on him, so it was his going to be eventually that he's going to get suspended. Four games is fucking crazy. I thought it was going to be two. Uh, I was not expecting four, so um, Kareem, I don't know if he might get traded or, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. Four games is a fucking lot, though. That's kind of ridiculous. I wouldn't have done four games. No. Stupid. Bring the NFL back. Yeah. Bring the NFL back. Trying to see people get smoked. All right, let's move on to. We have one tiny segment. There is a lot of. The trade deadline is coming up. There's a lot of movement and whispers coming around right now in the NFL. Um, and we thought we'd hit a few of the bigger names throughout those whispers. So let's start with the Titans. And we're calling it a Titans fire sale because. There's rumors that they're just out on the year, and they're going to try to rebuild at this point. So names like Derrick Henry, Tannehill, DeAndre Hopkins, even though they just acquired him this year, 
Um, pretty much anyone other than Jeffrey Simmons. Who do you think is the biggest target in that trade market? Uh, I think it's going to be Derrick Henry. Um, a lot of people have already been inquiring. Uh, the people, the ones that have been inquired the most are the Ravens, which would really piss both of us off. Um, I'm a huge Derrick yeah. Henry fan. He's one of the top three Bama players for me. Might be, might be number one. Uh, I've always loved Derrick Henry. All my friends know that. Everybody that knows me knows that Derrick Henry's my guy. So seeing him in a Ravens uniform would just be disgusting. Um, which is funny because they've had a little like rivalry back and forth with each other in the playoffs. Um, the last like those two times that they met back to back. Um, so I was surprised that they were this gun ho to look for Derrick Henry, but this would be perfect for the Ravens. Um, somebody that's a bruiser, um, that's better than Gus Edwards and is able to, you know, catch the screens, do some blocking. He can do it all. Uh, I think he's still one of the most premier backs in the league. Um, it just gets snuffed out because it's the Titans and the Titans are bad. <clears throat> um, trade deadline is coming up. It'll be over Tuesday. So I think it's going to get ramped up over this weekend and the Monday and Tuesday leading up into the deadline's over. Um, but I do expect, I don't know about Tannehill. I don't really know who wants that motherfucker. But I do expect um, Derrick Henry and D-Hop to get traded. Derrick Henry's the number one. I think he'll get traded, but I'm expecting both of those guys to get traded. Would you, would it make you more mad if the Ravens got Derrick Henry or the Browns got there? <laughs> uh, probably the Ravens because <laughs> the Ravens are actually like, like I know like if the Ravens like the Browns, like these guys still, you guys still have so many fucking people that at like running back that like, like I know the Ravens, if the Ravens get Derek, like that's it. You know, that's 25 carries right there. Like that's, you can, you can just relax and just have that. That's, that's like, besides wide receiver, like just an all pro running back is exactly what the Ravens need. And coming down, plus, I think you guys are fucking, you know, y'all the Browns are going to fuck it up. But that's what you what you need uh, and what we have seen in the playoffs and getting into the Super Bowl is establishing the run game in December and January. And if you have Derrick Henry, you're going to fucking hoop, bro. So I hope he just does not go to any of the AFC North teams. Um but Fair. it's probably looking more like he's going to be a fucking Raven. And I'm going to be pissed because he's going to look so fire in that in that uni, bro, with the with the visor. Bruh. It's going to be nasty. He would look good in purple. Um, let's go to the other fire sale that we think is happening. The Broncos, names like Jerry Judy, Patrick Sertain, um, Garrett Bowles, a few big ones on the block there. I think Judy's probably the most certain that he will 100% move mm -hmm. before the trade deadline. I don't know how valid Pat Sertain is. I mean, when's his contract year up? This is, what, his second year, third year? He third has year? one more year. Under yeah, Sertain. I mean, he's he's easier to keep for one year. Um, Judy, I think, is gone for sure, though. 
yeah, Judy's gone. I don't think he really wants to be in uh, Denver, and I think Denver doesn't really want him. Um, he has, I mean, he's been injured, but given the hype of Judy, first-round draft pick, uh, I love Judy as well, but he has underperformed. But um, it is kind of hard doing what you're supposed to be doing in that chaotic fucking just oh, it is fucking ass. So I do also think Judy will get traded. Um, I don't think anybody's off limits for the Broncos. Um, so it wouldn't be surprising to me if they did get uh, if they did get rid of Pat Sertan. Um, I don't know if they're going to get rid of both of their fucking DBs, but I think one probably will go, um, especially since they did that trade and all the trades for uh, Russ. I think they're going trying to get some back, um, and Pastor Ten can easily go for uh, a high second, low first. He's just that great of a corner, um, top three corner in my opinion. So I do think he could get traded. Um, I would love for him to be a Steeler. Uh, we already got a Bama boy from somebody, and I'm hoping to get another Bama boy from that same division. So. A lot of people, you can always, you can always, you know, always need a fucking all-pro corner. So, um, I do think they're getting calls for that. But the Broncos and Titans are doing their fire sales and trying to get up and trying to get some more picks. It's it's going to be a good draft, so I see why people are doing fire sales. Real interesting stuff about those teams. It seems like they've given up on the season. Um, let's go to two of the bigger names that I think are interesting. Danielle Hunter, who is actually leading the league in sacks right now. Um, I don't really see him moving. Do you? Mm. I don't see him moving because I think the season's not over for them. It, it is harder to trade him now that they... After they beat the 49ers, but... Yeah, it might have been, like, movement before they got back into the season. So, like, they were, what, one and three? One and four? No, they were one and four. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, maybe we should just bail on the season. We even had an episode where we talked about that. But now that they've won two straight, the Lions lost the game. They're back. They're kind of back in it. Getting rid of Daniel Hunter at this point is basically giving up on the defense. He's their best player. So I just don't see any movement on that side. Um, um, I can only see it because he's, he's a unrestricted free agent after this year anyway. He's on a one-year 17 mil. Um, so might as well trade and get some capital back because the only reason I see him getting traded is because they're about to get Jet, give Jet as the bag. Um, so I can't see him get and him popping off is only gonna warrant people to give higher than they would have normally. Um, and like I said, that everybody anybody can use an all pro corner, anybody can use somebody who's leading the league in sacks. So, <clears throat> as much it is, as it is an importance to have a run game in the playoffs, it's just as much as importance as getting to the quarterback in the playoffs. So. Um, I do think Daniel Hunter can fetch for a high price. Let's move on to Chase Young, who's honestly been on the trade block for maybe two years now. Yeah. 
but now he finally has some more tape. He's playing well. Um, I think this kid is definitely getting moved before the trade deadline. Yeah, same thing. Um, I don't really know about their relationship of Chase and the commanders, but it doesn't seem like a strong one, uh, especially after the Jonathan Allen meltdown, which is very uh, warranted. Uh, he's been there for fucking, what he says, like six to eight years, and they've always been ass. So he's frustrated too. Um, the only thing that's going to keep him there is giving him the bag. So um, that's one less person you have to pay for if you let go of Chase Young. Uh, you can still fetch top dollar for Chase Young. Um, I, we just haven't gotten people just forget about um, him because he was injured. But I think Chase Young is. I think Chase Young is good, and um, you can always use an edge rusher. And he's fucking. I, I think he. I think if you know he goes to a good team, I think he'll be fucking great. Him and Montez also has someone I think already offered him. They, I don't think they said who. Yeah, he's another option. A lot of good DNs up on the trade block right now. Probably contenders are the ones looking at them. Yeah, uh, same thing with Chase Young. I think Montez Sweat is really good. Um, he's had a little bit of injury history. I know he had like the heart condition that was stopping him from being a higher draft pick, but the commanders have always had that nasty-ass front four with both of them, and then um, Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. So um, it was. I didn't think they'll be able to keep them all for as long as I was surprised they kept them all for as long as they have, but it's about time for uh, some people to leave. That's how it always is in NFL, but them and um, Carl Lawson is also uh, one of the candidates uh, for getting traded. So uh, like Reed said, a lot of bed rushers, a lot of people that can get to the quarterback and that is very, um, what is that called? Eye candy for a lot of the play, a lot of the teams that know they're going to, need edge yeah. rushers and need to get to the quarterback during the it's playoffs. It's a lot of people making a push for winning the championship. Basically, mm-hmm. they're going to add someone that can add value to the D-line in important positions throughout the mm-hmm. team. Um, the last player we were talking about is Hunter Renfro. I don't really see... I, I don't know. I just don't see it for Hunter Renfro. I don't know what team he could go to. I've never been very high on Hunter Renfro. No. Um, it's, uh, uh, you know how I feel about Hunter Renfro. Uh, he was the big reason why the Clemson uh, Tigers were able to beat my Bama 2016 defense. Um, so I've always not been a Hunter Renfro fan, but <clears throat> same thing with you. I don't really think there's, I think people will get, will want Hunter Renfro. Um, I think he's really good in the slot. He's smart. He's you know possession guy. He'll catch the ball. But I don't think if he's trade-worthy, I wouldn't trade for Hunter Renfro. Uh, so I think the Raiders will probably have to release him. I don't think they're going to be able to find him. If they do, it's like a sixth, seventh rounder, um, maybe to the fucking Patriots. Yeah, it's gonna Hunter be- Renfro would definitely be a Patriots kind of wide receiver, but I think they're... I'm leaning towards them having to release him over trading. Yeah, I don't see much trade value there. At all. All right, shall we go to the picks? 
Yeah, this yeah. Week, and I was looking at the schedule. This is one of the worst NFL matchup weeks we've had in a long time, um, which makes it so much worse for Bo and I because we've had two bad weeks in a row mm-hmm. on picks. I've actually had three bad weeks in a row. So I, we have not been killing it. Bo sits at 59-47, and I am 60-46. and 46, So I'm one up again on this man. <laughs> um, yeah, our picks were fucking ass, which is crazy because – a lot of our picks, or a lot of the picks um, last week, were favorites. Yeah, I feel like we've kind of toned down the hot takes, and we're kind of just picking favorites at this yeah. point. But I don't think it's really helped. It's definitely, definitely, even maybe like the mini agendas. The mini agendas were still justified. Like I get why I would pick the lines over the Ravens lines, and then I get why. Uh, you would pick the Rams, and I picked the Steelers. Like, definitely been Dolphins, Eagles, definitely been justified. So, um, it's, just, it's just a weird week, bro. Any given Sunday, so you can yeah. never count out. Any given Sunday. All right, let's go to the first game, the Thursday night game tomorrow. Buccaneers at the Bills. The Bills are nine point favorites. I feel like they've been nine point favorites the entire year against everyone they've played. Um, man, bad loss. Yeah. I was saying, do we? Do... <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not overthinking this at all. Bad loss the week before. They're gonna get a big. They're gonna not a big win, but they're gonna win at home against the Buccaneers with a lackluster offense. Uh, I'm picking the Bills. Both of these teams lost the teams that they shouldn't have. <clears throat> well, the Buccaneers aren't a very good team. No, but I don't. I I think they're better than the fucking Falcons, and the Falcons didn't even fucking play Bijan. Yeah. Had fucking Yun Wei Koo throwing off his helmet like Stefan Diggs after the game winner. That's so disrespectful. Um, I'm also going to pick the Bills. I don't think uh, nine points is fucking disrespectful. Um, I think the Bucks can cover that. I think it's going to be a nasty ass Thursday game. Yeah, it's going to be gross. The only thing we're certain of in that game is the Stefan Diggs touchdown. That's yeah. about it. Um, all right, let's go to the first one o'clock game. The Rams at the Cowboys. What a weird, really? That's a one o'clock game. Yeah, I thought that'd be a four twenty-five. Let's scream is four twenty-five. Yeah, that's kind of rough for the Rams. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Man, I can see the Rams winning this just because they've lost the teams they should not lose to. They beat the. They beat Seattle at home. I'm I'm gonna pick the Cowboys. I'm also picking the Cowboys. I was about to say, I, I just the Rams just let me down. Like on weeks they should win, they just <laughs> let me down. I'm I'm gonna just roll with the Cowboys on this one. It's a home game for the Cowboys. The Rams have to play at one o'clock. I don't know if they've ever played at one o'clock. To be honest with you, I'm gonna no. roll with the the Cowboys on this one. So yeah, I'm also gonna pick the Cowboys. Uh, a little gonna... disrespectful though. The Cowboys are six and a half point favorites. Yeah, that is disrespectful. Uh, Cowboys were able to rest, get their shit together. Uh, I do think hot take. I think Dak is gonna have a huge game. Um, I'm thinking like two seventy five, two touchdowns, maybe like a rushing touchdown. I think, I think um, that after seeing. The Steelers play. I think that that the back end is fucking sweet. No matter what fucking PFF says, reads Bible. You know what I mean? Yeah, my uh, Bible. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm also gonna pick the Cowboys in this one. 
All right, let's go to the Vikings at the Packers. The line is even. <clears throat> Damn, after Vikings did all that shit to beat the 49ers, the line is even. Yeah, Vikings are two and one away. Away games mm -hmm. this year. See, this is one no. of those games that I'm 100% certain the Vikings will win it, and then I know the Packers will end up winning. On yeah. I'm going with the Vikings. <laughs> like I said, I think they're going to make a run towards the division. So uh, I'm also gonna go for the Vikings. Do you think, That's how we uh, lose it. That's how we lose I know. it. I do think <laughs> that the Vikings can be able to make a make a push. Um, Steals continue to uh, make a bigger lead for second, and then try to get that first from the Lions. Um, I don't really know what the Packers are doing. Um, I think Jordan Love needs to get out of his own head, and I think they'll be fine. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna give this one to the Vikings. All right, let's go to the man. And I talked about this three weeks ago. I talked about it two weeks ago. I talked about it a week ago. The Falcons are once again in a two-point spread with the team that they face because of their schedule being so god-awful. The Falcons <laughs> play at the Titans. And I'm not certain the Titans can win this game because it seems like they're just out on the year. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Yeah, uh, I'm also gonna I'm gonna pick the Falcons. Uh, I think since the Titans are having this fire sale, I think that a lot of the plays are gonna be fucking checked out. Um, I don't see a big offensive kind of showing. Uh, I think the game will be nasty. Uh, maybe another young Waiku game winning field goal, but I will be picking the Falcons. Uh, will Levis is supposed to be playing, so I think that they'll be able to cause some issues for him and get him to throw some turnovers early and then they can just run the clock out and win a nasty ass like uh, we'll say like a 20 to like 7 kind of game 20 to 10 kind of game yeah I can totally see like if Tannehill was 100% and he was playing maybe they win this game but I'm going with the Falcons um, I think that defense is too good for Will Levis and Malik Mm -hmm. To be able to move the football on them, so I'm I'm picking the safe bet on this one. Um, let's go to the Saints at the Colts. Saints are one point favorites. Hmm. This one's a weird one. Yeah, this could go either way, bro. Garner had a great fucking game. And the Saints were just fucking awful. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna let. I don't think I'm gonna let what I saw on Sunday decide this for me. I think I'm gonna go the Saints. Man, they have people fucking tweeting to start fucking Jameis Winston. Man, oh, if they do, they might be okay. Uh, I'm also gonna go with the Saints, but oh, we forgot fucking side note headline. Uh, Chris Olave got arrested. Um, we didn't talk about that. Uh, he was going like 80 or 75 in the 35, got arrested, name dropped that he plays for the Saints. Cop didn't give a damn, which, you know, I wouldn't Shouldn't. either. If I was yeah. a cop, I, I wouldn't give a damn that you played for the fucking Saints. Um, I imagine he knew who the hell you were. Uh, I think any person in the Saints at least knows fucking Chris Olave or knows the stars of the Saints. Um, but... Um, it didn't seem like any like insane disciplinary actions were going to happen, so I think Chris Lave will suit up anyways. There's a lot of making up to do for the New Orleans 
team, so he could have a bigger game. Um, so I'm going to pick the Saints. Uh, <clears throat> I was talking about that they might, like, it was awful offense, but P.J. Walker put up 30-plus, so. Uh, I think I think it's gonna be a nasty game, but I think yeah. the Saints are gonna win this. Like I said, this will be the this will be the uh, week we once again go negative because the games are all so gross. Yeah. Um, let's go to the Patriots at the Dolphins. This two to keep his streak alive. Uh, I think he does. Um, no Tyreek. I think he'll still fucking win, bro. If they have. Yeah, uh, I mean, I. Man, everything in my body wants me to take the Patriots. Right <laughs> if Tyreek plays, I think they win fairly easily. But this is the problem with doing it on Wednesday. Wednesday is the first day NFL teams practice. It's the first day you get to see who participated, who mm-hmm. didn't. Um, I'm just going to pick the Dolphins to play it safe. I really think the Patriots can sneak a win here. For whatever reason, the Patriots have owned them at the Dolphins, so but I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to pick the Dolphins. I'm going to do it. I'm going to pick the Dolphins as well. Uh, I would not be one Patriots. that surprises me. I don't see the Patriots winning against two good teams back to back. I think that their win against the Bills is what they're going to have for the next couple of weeks, and they're just going to continue to lose and tank for a better or a higher draft pick. Um, I do think the Dolphins are going to get the dub. I can I see Tyree playing, um, and I think I think it'll be a lot closer than people think, or a lot more low scoring, um, just because J.C. Jackson's on that side and Bill's really good at scheming his rivals. So I do think the Dolphins will win, but I don't think it'll be like a blowout. It'll be low scoring. Let's go to the Battle of New York, the Jets at the Giants. I'm picking Shit. the Jets fairly easily here. I don't Damn, think the, Giants, the Giants got the dub. Tyrod Taylor? What? If Tyrod plays, they're not going to be able to move the football on the Jets' defense. <sighs> Man. I just I just hope fucking Darren Waller has a good game. Um, I'm also going to pick the Jets on this. The defense is... Fucking nasty. I do think it could. I the Giants' defense don't sleep on them. I do think it's going to be a turnover fest. I do think Zach Wilson will throw a costly turnover, and I think Tyrod will as well. Um, even if Daniel Jones is in, I think that same thing will happen. Um, but both these defenses get after it. Both these defenses are nasty, so I think it's going to be hard hitting. But I think the Jets squeak out a win. Um, Smack the under, bro. The under's probably super low anyway, but I would still smack the under. 36 and a half. Gross. Oh, damn. All right, let's go to the Jaguars at the Steelers. Jags are two point, two and a half point favorites on the road. Damn. Which never ends well. This is going through the Steelers for that. You know I'm picking the Jaguars. (laughs) I. I can totally see the Steelers winning this game, but I think this is the week where the luck runs out for the Steelers and the Browns. I was about to say, Boyd, talking about luck. Uh, yeah, y'all know I'm picking my fucking Steelers. Um, <clears throat> Jaguars. Jaguars are a good team, but 
Um, they're one of those good teams that can fuck around and lose um, to people that they shouldn't be losing to and teams that they're better than, but they just find a way to lose to them. Uh, I do think the Steelers are locked in. I think that the extra, that the bye week really helped, and I think we're all locked in, had a hell of player meetings. I think we're just, like, this is, like, we're, they're not, uh, Matt Canada's not leaving, so we got to get these dubs, got to get these wins. Underrated defense from the Jags. Yeah, I do think that um, we're we're in too deep now. There's not really like a, I didn't, you know, no team tanks, but like we're four and two. Like we need to start, you know, continuing to win games. So I do think that the Steelers will get the dub five and two, baby. Let's go to the Eagles at the Commanders. For whatever reason, the Commanders always hang tough with the Eagles, but they are six and a half point favorites on the road. I think the Eagles are, or I think the Commanders are in shambles. And oh, I thought you were going to say the Commanders are going to win. No, no, no. They had their chance at the Eagles, and they blew it by not going for it on that fourth down. So I think the Eagles handled them on the road. Yeah, I think the Eagles are going to fucking blow them out, honestly. Uh, Commanders literally only scored seven points uh, last week. Um, we'll have to see how acclimated uh, Kevin Byard is to the playbook and um, with his teammates, but I do think the Eagles will look at just hanging on him. Uh, let's go to the Texans at the Panthers. Houston is three-point favorites on the road. Battle of the one and two QBs in the draft. Yeah, I wish it was under better circumstances. I'm going to the Texans. I'm also going to go to the Texans. Surprised. Not I know. Boy. It pains me not picking my boy, Bryce, but... Uh, the Texans are hot, and uh, the Panthers are not. Panthers are 0-6. I think they'll be 0-7. Um, it's going to be really interesting. Um, well, they don't even have a fucking draft pick. Never mind. It's to the Bears, so I don't think they go fuck anyway. Um, but yeah, I got the Texans winning this. All right, let's go to the battle of the 4-2 and two teams, the Browns at the Seahawks. The Seahawks are three-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm picking the Seahawks. <laughs> You're not gonna pick the fucking Browns? Hell no! You're a Browns fan, bro. What are you doing? I've watched PJ Walker for two weeks. There's no way we go see Seahawks and beat them. So if you had Deshaun, would you pick the Browns? Uh, Deshaun was healthy. Yeah, I would. But he ain't. He ain't healthy. Crazy! This motherfucker told me the Browns are gonna win. And look at him now. Yeah, but we're fucking playing. Did I think <laughs> PJ Walker was going to be starting week seven or week eight of the season? No. We didn't even have him on our team until September. Yeah, should have never let go of Jacoby, bro. It's going to be sick work when we win another close game for absolutely no reason. Uh, I'm going to pick the Seahawks in this as well. I do think that the Seahawks get after it on defense. Really good defense, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, they know how to tackle, they know how to defend, they know how to get get the ball up in the air. Um, so I do think PJ Walker will have some turnover issues. Um, that's not hey, that's a team, that's a team thing, not a QB thing for us. We're second in the league in turnovers, <laughs> and we're still four and two. I don't, I, I literally don't know how it doesn't make any sense to me. NFL's parody, bro. Yeah, um, but yeah, I do think the Seahawks will win. I think it'll be closer than a lot of people will hope. 
Just because Seahawks get turnovers doesn't mean that Geno Smith can punch it in. They've been kind of slacking. Uh, Geno Smith has not been playing well. Um, they're kind of just going away from the run game, which is weird, um, considering you have Kenneth Walker. So hopefully they lock it in and able to come out with a dub. All right, next game. The Chiefs at the Broncos. The Chiefs are seven-point favorites. This is probably going to be my shortest monologue. Uh, I'm going to take the Chiefs on this. Um, the Chiefs have beaten, as with Patrick Mahomes at the helm, the quarterback, the Chiefs have won every single game against the Broncos. Um, I don't see this being different. Um, Broncos, just like I said about the Titans, fire sale, so I, don't, I think everybody's fucking checked out. So I think the Chiefs are just going to get to see the dub. We're going to see Taylor Swift dancing, and it'll be fun times. Uh, yeah, I'm also picking the Chiefs. I mean, I always pick the Chiefs. I think they're going to win by 20-plus points on the road. 20-plus is fucking nasty. I think, I think they do. The, the fucking Dolphins did 70 on the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to cook their ass, honestly. don't see any other way around it. Um, let's go to the Ravens at the Cardinals. The Ravens are eight and a half point favorites. Same thing. I I didn't think it could get shorter. Same thing with the Ravens. Uh, Ravens are going to get the dub. I don't think Kyler's playing. I think it'll be Josh Dobbs. I don't know. Maybe some reports will be different. I don't think it's going to matter. Ravens are red hot right now, and I think they're going to continue. They can probably put... They can easily put 30 points on the fucking Cardinals, and I think that they're just going to get after and just be too much for the Cardinals. They can double-digit wins. Yeah, I'm thinking Ravens too, but I can totally see the Cardinals hanging close and almost winning this game for absolutely no reason. <laughs> um, let's go to the probably the best game of the week, Bengals at the 49ers, or was the best game of the week. Are we buying into three straight losses for the 49ers? You can. I'm not. You're picking 49ers? I'm picking 49ers. Uh, I don't see a really good team losing three games in a row. Um, even with Sam Darnold at the helm, I think that they have enough um, with their wide receivers, tight end, running back. I think they have enough. I've probably Trent will be back, so be able to shore up that left side. And I think Sam Darnold is going to get, get away with a close one. Uh, I still think it will be close. Um, the Bengals' defense has been really good but their offense has been lacking. And I don't think that the 49ers make too many mistakes unless somebody's fucking concussed. So <laughs> I think that the 49ers will be able to get the dub on this one. Yeah. It's hard to pick the 49ers to lose pretty much any game. We, Me and you have both been wrong two weeks in a row. This is probably the best team they've played out of that three-week span. Yeah. But I am going to pick the 49ers, even with Sam Darnold. It's nasty work. <laughs> but I need it. It is nasty work. I need it. I need it. I need it. I need it. And the one thing that hasn't helped the Bengals this year that helped them last year is the teams in their division losing out of division games. And we talked about that preseason, too. Mm-hmm. The Browns, uh, Steelers, and the Ravens have been winning the games they need to win to stay ahead, which the Bengals, they could start slow the last two years because of injuries for the Browns and the Steelers and the Ravens and those teams faulting against the worst teams they play. 
It has not happened this year, and I don't think it's going to continue to happen. So the Bengals put themselves in this hole, and they're going to continue to be down there. Um, Bears at the Chargers. The Chargers are eight-and-a-half-point favorites on Sunday night. Mm. I'm picking the Chargers, and the only reason I'm picking them is because they are that much better than the Bears. Are they, bro? Yes. No more just listen. So the, the the charges have been really fucking around. Yeah. I I mean, they're not as good as we think they are, but they're also not the Bears, so I think they win this game. Yeah, I'm also gonna pick the Chargers. Um the Bears have been doing well um the past couple of weeks given the circumstances, but I think that the Chargers are going to be able to get the dub, and this is this is a layup, easy win. Not too much to think about. Um, it's nasty that it's a fucking Sunday night game. None of these fucking other four o'clock games couldn't have been flexed, but uh, they were doing honestly. I think you can. I think you can pencil in as a Chargers dub. All right, let's go to the Monday night game, which is the worst game of the week in my opinion: the Raiders at the Lions. Is Jimmy G back or not? We don't know. Yeah, I don't really think it matters, honestly. Uh, I'm picking the Lions. I have no faith in Mike McDaniel or Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels. I have no faith in him at all. So I'm picking the Lions. Uh, I'm also going to pick the Lions. Uh, I think they're going to be all locked in there and. After getting their asses handed to them, I think that they're going to be able to bounce back and get a get an easy dub from easy opponent, an easy opponent. Oh, that's a Monday night. God, both of these night games are fucking nasty. Those are our picks. Hopefully, we do better than the last three weeks. Probably not, though. (laughs) Hopefully, we'll be able to get positive out on this one. but thanks again, guys, for listening. Make sure that you can always listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. Um, this will be posted Thursday before the game, so you can make sure to listen. And we'll be having our bets out for Thursday night. Uh, it should be an interesting night. They've given, they've given us um, some interesting night games to bet on. So it should be an interesting uh, week of betting. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter for those bets and on Instagram for those bets. At for the Twitter one, it is at DWC2022, and on Instagram, Defense Wins Championships 2022. Um, yeah, this is week eight. Yeah, week eight. Um, well, next time that we come back for next week's episode, the trade deadline will have passed. So. Hopefully we'll get some good headliners for who got traded where and what team it affects and how much that team will be better. Um, As always, we love you guys, and we are out. Peace.